Well, if you didn't pick up the theme, we're going to be talking about money. Um, Rockefeller, at the time of his death in 1937, was worth an estimated $1.4 billion in 1937. When asked by journalists, how much money is enough? Rockefeller responded, just a little bit more. We have movies like Wall Street, which tells us that greed is good. In 1949, we heard that diamonds are a girl's best friend. And then a few generations later, Madonna summed up the current materialistic culture and said that she was a materialistic girl. Australians are actually richer than ever, with the average household wealth passing $1 million in 2017-2018. Um, Yet we find ourselves time poor, suffering from eroding health and relationship breakdowns. To combat this, often what we do is we self-medicate um, by what we consume. If I just have one more, then I'll be happy. We are consuming at times without concern for the consequences. In the past, debt was considered bad and something to get out of. Now we call it credit and celebrate. Australians owe a record $45 billion on credit card, with uh, figures showing that the average credit card debt is more than $3,260. It's such an issue now that consuming has become a national religion. The federal government wants us to trade our way out of trouble. A, a little while ago, there was a, a, a series on SBS called Decadence, and here's a clip from it now. Audio on that wasn't brilliant. The challenge is that we trade time with our kids at times for a bigger TV, a better holiday, or just one more. If you struggle with debt, then please have a chat to someone. If you're struggling with issues around debt, what we've got is uh, a few resources and we can certainly get more for you. And so on the table out in the uh, reception area um, and in the hospitality area, there's uh, some stuff about financial pressure. And if you're struggling with um, issues around finances, not just about not having enough, but about budgeting and, and those sorts of things, then we'd love to have a chat to you about some of that. Uh, we recognise that with financial pressure, it can also have an impact not only on yourself, but those that you love as well. Financial pressure impacts not, a, not only our lives, but also lives of our families, and it can cause stress and abuse in families as well. But does having lots of money actually make us happy? According to Dr. Davidson, there are scientific studies that have been done on people who have won the lottery, for example and who suddenly now have millions of dollars to their name that they didn't have before. And there is a transient boost in their level of happiness. But just six months out from the time that they won the lottery, they're back exactly where they were before. Money will buy a bed, but not sleep. Books, but not brains. Food, but not an appetite, a house, but not a home, medicine, but not health, amusement, but not happiness, a cross, but not a saviour. 
So a little while ago, as we've been looking at this whole You Ask For It series, I was asked to speak about money and giving. And I thought it would be helpful for us to consider what the Bible has to say about money and our attitudes to it. You know, there are apparently about 500 verses on prayer and a similar number of verses on faith as well. But there are 2,300 verses on money and possessions. The first thing to be said about money is that money is not bad. Often there is an attitude in church world where we separate out um, and we call some things secular and some things sacred. And money is often put into the secular category and treated as bad. That secular and sacred separation is bunkum. Wealth is regularly seen as a sign of God's blessing in a person's life. From Abraham to Solomon to Jesus, wealth is a sign of blessing. But it is wealth with a warning. Solomon, considered to be one of, if not the wealthiest person in the Bible, writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 10 to 15. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people will come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except to perhaps watch it slip through your fingers? People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. There is another serious problem that I've seen under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Putting uh, Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty-handed as the day we were born. We can't take our riches with us. Now, you've got to remember that this was written 3,000 years ago when the stock market was full of animals following the herd mentality, which didn't, um, which didn't mean that it didn't take much for people to get spooked and where people were easily fleeced. Nothing like today's stock market. Jesus also recognised the distraction that money can be to true riches. In his notable teaching in the, on the mountainside, Jesus is recorded by Matthew in chapter 6 that we cannot serve both God and money and that wherever our treasure is, that is where we focus our energy and our emotion. So money is not a problem. It can be a sign of blessing um, by God in a person's life. It's our attitude to money that reveals our heart. And that doesn't matter whether you've got a lot or a little. You can have next to no money and still have a bad attitude when it comes to money. John Wesley, living in the 18th century, once said, make as much as you can, save as much as you can, give as much as you can. So what about giving? Unfortunately, our thinking about um, giving on a Sunday can have us misunderstand God's intention for giving. Perhaps you've experienced giving in churches where it's been talked about, where it is something like this that we'll see now. The latest in video technology, a comfortable modern building with stadium seating and a bowling alley for the youth group. Running a church today sure is expensive, but God knows our needs. He even knows how much you love coffee and donuts after the service. That's why God invented the tithe, to bless us. So think about it. 
when you let the offering tray pass you by, you're basically telling God, I don't need your blessings. If you do that, those donuts are not for you. <laughs> well, to help give us a biblical understanding of the theology of giving, I thought it might be helpful to diagrammatically sh uh, show a summary of what the Bible actually teaches when it comes to giving. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 26, it reminds us that everything that we have belongs to God, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. In Romans chapter 11, 36 and 1 Chronicles 29, 14, we recognize that everything we have comes from God. King David writes, everything we have comes from you and we give you only what you first gave us. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and again in 1 Chronicles 29, 14, we recognize that we give our offerings not to the church, but through the church, we give it to God. In Deuteronomy 26, verse, and Acts 4, 32 and 37, the resources um, were distributed through the leadership and through the church or through the, the, the Levites in the Old Testament. And they were used to help minister to the needs and to support those that were set apart to serve. As a church, we are supported by those who choose to contribute through their weekly giving or regular giving. Also, as a church, you have called Aletheia and me out of other employment to focus on ministering to the church family and to the wider community. Now, it costs approximately about $5,600 to do the ministries of the church each week, of which the offerings contribute around $1,200. You can see the portion of about 20% in blue, which is the giving through the church family. The red portion is about 24% or around $71,000, which is our shortfall. Often it's thought that when uh, people give, uh, a lot of the giving goes towards the building. Well, actually about 1% of what is given through the offerings, through the tithes and offerings that we, we give on a Sunday or during the week, about 1% of that goes towards the building. Around 9% goes towards admin. About 70% of the offering goes directly into supporting ministry and mission of this church. The encouragement to give in the Bible was not exclusively to support the ministries of the local church. It was more than that. Both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there, there is a call to care for the widows without families, the orphans, the poor and the foreigners, issues and concerns that I know are close to your heart. When it comes to our attitudes towards money and giving and how we steward these, we can easily have an image of a pastor thumping the pulpit, challenging the congregation to give more. But when I read the Bible, I see a different picture. For me, it can be summed up in Paul's writing to the followers of Jesus in Rome. Here, Paul writes to them, not demanding that they give more, but pleading with them to give their all. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. In there we read these words, and this is from the New Living Translation. And so, dear brothers and sisters, 
I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviours and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by challenging the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When we follow Paul's teaching, we first take time to recognise the blessings that we have are from God, the ones that God has given us. We heard earlier how God created everything and everything that is created belongs to its creator. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him, David writes in Psalm 24 verse 1. We know the well-known passage in John 3.16 acknowledges that God gave his only son because of the depth and the breadth of God's love for us. In in Job 33 verse 4, it declares, For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So, what we do, anything and everything that we do, is as a response to what God has already given for us, what He's already done for us. If God has given His all for us, then Paul pleads with us to give our all to God. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. In our response, we are transformed rather than following the patterns and the customs and the behaviour of the world. Rather than being self-centred, rather than having a view that we've earned all that we have, we've worked hard for it, We see ourselves as stewards of what God has entrusted to us. In your copy of The Circle, which you should have um, available um, to you, you'll find that there's a small slip of paper, a double-sided sheet. Uh, My encouragement is that you would take that sheet and some time over this coming week, or the week or two ahead, that you would prayerfully read through the sheet and the Bible passages that are referred to it. And consider what God might be saying to you about living a life where you give yourself completely and unreservedly to God as a living sacrifice. But wait, there's more. Each of you this morning should have been given an envelope when you arrived. I invite you to take that envelope and open it up. See if you can find that envelope. Did anyone not get an envelope? I should ask this question before Arthur and over Trifon. Israel, you didn't get an envelope. Okay. Notice how I asked if anyone didn't get an envelope before you opened it, um, rather than up. No, no, I didn't get an envelope. (laughs) Today, you are invited to use the offering you have in your hand, a free will offering given by a member of the congregation and share it with someone outside of this congregation. As followers of Jesus, we follow Jesus' example of a life of generosity and concern for others. So, my encouragement is that you take some time to to talk with someone else about the good things that God has given you and how 
Uh, we are encouraged to do special things for others as well. A sacred act that pleases God. I encourage you to consider ways in which you might use this free will offering in the next few weeks to show others that they are special. Look to your neighbours, to others in the community who don't know Jesus and take them out for coffee and cake and listen to their story. Make a cake for someone as a meal. Maybe you might want to buy some fuel and put it in a mower and mow someone's lawn for them. Families, you can pool your resources together. The opportunities are endless. So this isn't money to put into your pocket. This is money for you to give and to, to use in an act of generosity, an act of compassion, an act of love to others around you. And in the weeks ahead, I look forward to, and we look forward to as a church family, to hearing stories of how God has led you to care for others. Today, there are a variety of ways that we can respond. We can respond by reading that slip of paper in the circle. We can respond through the, the money that you've received in that envelope and the suggestions that are um, in that slip as well with that money. But allow me to pose a few thoughts for you to respond to today. First of all, is to express a prayer of gratitude for what God has given you. Offer a prayer to God, rededicating yourself or offering an area in your life that you've been holding back from God. Commit to God someone who has come to mind and how you might be used by God to bless them. Ask God to provide an opportunity to be a blessing to others. I invite you to pull out those response cards now and you might want to reflect on one of those questions or thoughts that are posed on the screen or something else that you've experienced in the service. But now's an opportunity where you can respond to God and some music will be played. And after that, we'll sing our final song for today and the offering uh, will be collected as well as those response cards. God bless you. <laughs>